Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and all my followers. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is giving us today to come together to listen to His Holy Word. My name is Brother Paul Offen, as you know me. Today, I'm going to continue with the lesson that we started about three weeks ago. And today is part three of our topic, Acceptable Worship. Acceptable Worship. Before we go through it, I wonder us for maybe a minute or two, commit ourselves into the hands of Almighty God who has given us these words to present to you. Shall we pray? Father God and Almighty, I pray this time commit all my followers into your care. That God, you open their minds and also open their eyes so that they will know this truth and apply them in their lives. We know that you want to save every human being on earth, those who will obey you and follow your guidelines. So I commit all my listeners into your hand at this time, that God, you open their eyes, so that whatever they see or whatever they hear tonight will help them and bless them. I thank you so much that you always listen to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My dear followers, tonight's topic is also going to be a very enjoyable lesson for all those who have been following this lesson. You know how important this lesson is. And as the topic stands, if you are a Christian and you want to worship God, you have to know which instruction manual that you have to use to worship Him. You can't just stand up and say, I'm worshiping God, not knowing your left and right. And then you present yourself or present anything to him for him to, uh, uh, to accept it. It doesn't work that way. I think the beginning of this lesson, I made a certain statement that God doesn't force human beings to worship him. He's given everybody's free will. But if you choose to worship him, then you need to follow his instruction manual. But Christians are confused. And as I always say, Christian religion is the most confused religion on, on this earth. Why? Because Jesus prayed in John chapter 17 that all those who will follow him should be one and speak the same thing. But that is not what we see today. So there's something wrong. Things are falling apart. And everyone that calls himself or herself a Christian should agree with me that the Christianity we practice today is not corresponding to what we know from the Bible. If you are not a person who has studied the Bible in details, you will disagree with what I'm saying. But if you know your Bible and know how the early Christians worship, then you will come to agree with me that indeed 
what we are practicing today is different from what the early Christians did. And that is why I've taken time and pains so that we go through this acceptable worship lesson. And by the time we finish the entire lesson, you will know that indeed there is certain truth in the Bible and probably you will start to look for that truth. Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I know sometimes when we are saying things like this and people who are practicing, you know, opposite to what the Bible teaches can sometimes become annoying and will not even, you know, listen to you because you have said something that they don't agree. But they don't take the pain to go through the Bible to do research for themselves. My brothers and sisters, it is important that we take time to read the Bible because the Bible is God's word that he has given to mankind so that we can follow it and know the way of God and know what God wants from man. So it's important that you read the Bible. Tonight, the part three of our lesson, the title of the part three is Instruction Book 2 and the Day of Worship. Now, in part two, we started the instruction book that God has given to mankind to look into it, to, you know, worship him according to what is written in this instruction manual. And then we came to know that the instruction manual we are talking about is nothing but the doctrine and the teachings of Jesus Christ's apostles. And we read that from Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, verses 42 and 43. Reading from verse 41 coming. What the Bible says in 42 is, And they were all devoted to the apostles' teachings, the breaking of bread, fellowship, and prayers. They, all the Christians, were devoted to the apostles' teachings. And then we came to say that the apostles' teachings were the teachings given to them by our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are worshiping today and you are not holding on to the apostles' doctrines or teachings, but your instruction manual is from your headquarters that is in Rome, is from your headquarters that is in America, or from your headquarters that is in England, then you've got it wrong. Because we have only one instruction manual that was given to the apostles and the apostles also handed over to the early Christians. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. The apostles' teachings. That is what you know. I'm trying to take you through to know what the apostles' teachings is. Now tonight, I want us to look at certain things. There are three ways that mankind have involved himself with God. Let me put it this way. If you read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, God in the time past, you know, spoke to the fathers and by the prophets, but in these last days, he is speaking to us through his son. So what we said is, God in the time past dealt with the fathers. There, God did not give them any written instruction manual, but spoke with them through either face to face, through their dreams, through angels, he spoke to them. And then when we came to the 
the prophets, the age of the prophets, which is also called the Mosaical age, God chose a nation called Israel and he was dealing with them. And he gave his instruction manual through Moses and that was called the Ten Commandments. And this instruction manual is the book. That one was written on a two tablets of stone. But there were a lot of laws also given apart from just the ten that was written in, on the two tablets. There were a lot of, you know, uh, instruction written on a scroll, which was instruction manual for the Israelites to worship God. But then when we come to the third dispensation, which is the Christian age, God now speaks to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, the instruction manual we are using here is different from the instruction manual given to the Israelites. So many people don't know these differences. So tonight... We, we are going to go through and continue with this instruction manual and finish it. And then we also will talk about the day that God has given to mankind today to worship him. During the period of the Israelites, God gave them a day. And that day is called the day of Sabbath. Where these children of Israel will make this day holy and worship God in it. So the Sabbath day was the day that God selected for these Jews. And I'm saying he selected for the Jews and Jews alone. If you are not a Jew, you are not. And you have no relationship with that laws given to the Israelites. Sometimes some people who want to follow Judaism or say we are the Sabbatarians. We, do, uh, we, we, we observe the Sabbath. Sometimes when you tell them this, you know, they become annoyed. But honestly speaking, all these laws, including the Sabbath and tithes and sacrifices, were laws given to the Israelites and Israelite alone. No other nation. And I repeat, no other nation was given either the Ten Commandments, which involved with the Sabbath, or the tithes, or the sacrifices. God made it plain in his Holy Scripture. If you go into the New uh, Old Testament, it tells you which people God gave them these laws. We will read that. But tonight, I want to remind you that these Israelites were given a law through Moses by which they can worship God. Now, from that period into Christianity is what we are going to talk about just now. So I will call it a transition period. And the transition period is moving from one state to another. That period, that interval between, you know, the change, the swap over is what we call the transition period. Now, in a transition period, Jesus saw a woman in a well. And this woman was from Samaria. So we call him a Samaritan woman. If you read John chapter 4, verse 21 and 24, that is where I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm quoting from. If you read John chapter 4, you see the conversation between Jesus Christ and this Samaritan woman. You all know the, you know, uh, uh, the cold reception between the, the Jews and the Samaritans. Okay? I will say somewhat they, they were enemies. They were enemies. And they did not agree in principle. So, Jesus met this woman at the well. And then asked the woman to give him water. But the woman said, What do you as a Jew and, and me, a Samaritan, have in common? Why do you ask me for water? So, to cut matters short, the conversation 
turned into worship. And then, you know, the Jesus starts to question this woman. And he said, woman, you people say that uh, 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 you worship on the mountains. And the Jews also say that they worship in Jerusalem. But I tell you, and this is what Jesus said, I read in John chapter 4, verse 21. And remember, I'm talking about the transition period when there was a swap over from Judaism into Christianity. This period is where Jesus Christ came into the world because he is the originator of Christianity. So we are now changing from Judaism for those who were under Judaism. And now Jesus is bringing, you know, Christianity, which is going to involve the whole world. Now Judaism and the laws given to them was only for one nation called Israel. If you are, as I said, if you are not an Israelite, you did not belong to this uh, 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 kind of laws. But now we are moving from that area into another level called Christianity. And Jesus Christ is the originator of that Christianity. Now here, Jesus met this woman and said, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Now, what happened? What were they talking about? Why is Jesus saying this? Jesus is telling the woman that a time is coming and it is so close that people are not going to worship on the mountain where the Samaritans worship or in Jerusalem where the Jews worship. Now, Jesus, wait a minute. If the, if the Jews are not going to worship in Jerusalem, then they are not worshiping at all. Even if you are a Jew and you are praying, you face Jerusalem. And every year, you have to go to Jerusalem three times. That was part of their law. And now if you are saying that we are not going to worship in Jerusalem, then what are you talking about? Jesus wants to teach this woman something. He wants to teach him about the new kind of worship that God is giving to mankind. So he's saying the worship which we give to the Father on the mountain and in Jerusalem is going to cease. The time is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the Father. You worship what you do not know and we worship what we know for the salvation is from the Jews. This is again what Jesus said. He, he told a woman, you people worship what you don't know. And we the Jews, here Jesus is pointing to himself and his brethren, the Jews. We know who, uh, uh, who we worship because the salvation is from the Jews. Now, but the hour is coming and it's now here. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in truth and in spirit. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. This is the transition period, and Jesus continued to teach people about what is going to happen, what the people should look out for. We are Jews, we are Samaritans, we worship on the mountains and we worship in Jerusalem. But Jesus is saying that a time is coming that worship in these areas are going to cease because God is, uh, God is spirit and we are going to worship God in spirit and in truth. Brothers and sisters, these are two different ways that mankind is going to worship. Two different ways. They don't agree the worship that was offered in Jerusalem on the mountain 
is different from the worship that is going to be done in the truth and in the spirit. And which one was done in Jerusalem? That is the worship which Moses was a mediator. And now the one that is truth and in spirit is our Lord Jesus Christ who immediates this worship. Now, during the transition period, because the people were still under the law of Moses, when people came to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what can we do to be, uh, uh, what must we do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? Jesus told them, Go and follow the law of Moses. Here, when people read this, especially uh, our brothers and sisters who, you know, follow uh, the Sabbath, the seventh day Adventist in the race, they will tell you that Jesus also, uh, you know, uh, followed the law or honored the Sabbath. This is a transition period. Jesus is going to give us a new way of worship. And this will not start until his death. So whenever people came to him and asked what to do to be saved, Jesus referred them to, to go and follow the law of Moses because his time was not up. This is simple that people have to understand. So in actual fact, the people were directed to follow the law of Moses until the time that Christianity was started. So that's the transition period. But if you, if, if you read Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 to 22, certain man came to Jesus. Teacher, what must we do or what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus told him to go and follow the law of Moses, which is the Ten Commandments. But after Jesus' death, listen to this carefully and, 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 and see the difference. See the difference. Here, before Jesus' death, somebody came to him. What must I do to inherit the kingdom? He said, go and follow the law. After he has died and Christianity has begun in Acts chapter 2, people ask, what must we do? They were not told to go and follow the law of Moses. But what were they told to do? Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 38. When the people asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What did Peter say? Peter told them to repent and be baptized, all of you. Why the two different things? Jesus was telling the people this time before his death, go and follow the law. And you two, the same question, what must we do? And say, repent and be baptized. This is two different ways that people can be saved. Before Jesus Christ, the Jews have to follow the law of Moses to be baptized. But after Jesus has come and has died on the cross, that following Moses to be saved was no more working. Now, there has been a swap over. We are now in Christianity. So when you ask what to do to be saved, you are told the writing, that is, repent and be baptized. Now, in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 16, what did Jesus say? To his disciples, go into the whole world and make disciples of me, teaching them and baptizing them. And those who will believe and who is baptized and are baptized, I will save. That is after his death. But before his death, when people came to him asking what they should do to inherit the kingdom, Jesus said, go and follow the law of Moses. So, in the transition period, if you are not careful, you will be confused, thinking that Jesus is following the law of Moses. That time, Jesus has not died. 
So he was referring people to, to follow that law. But after his death, there's no more Moses, uh, there's, there, 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 there's no more referral to, uh, to Moses. But you got to change your heart and be baptized and be added to the Lord's church before you are saved. So know the difference. Now, brothers and sisters, we are still looking into the instruction manual book two. I mean, the instruction manual. Which instruction manual do Christians look into to worship God? In Acts chapter 2 verse 42 says, The early Christian, when Christianity started, they were all holding on to the apostles' teaching, which were given to them by our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not, for, uh, it's not Moses' law. Listen to this carefully. When Christianity started, they were not following Moses' law. They were following the teachings of the apostles. And that's the difference. And one of the teachings is that when you want salvation, you have to repent and be baptized. In Moses' time, people were not told to do that. In Christianity, it is a must. It is a must. Other than that, you can inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now, when he say the last days, remember Jesus told the woman uh, on the well that the Samaritan woman that a time is coming that we are going to worship God in truth and in spirit. Now, what time was Jesus talking about? Now, this period from Jesus' death the other time I explained to you that these three dispensations, we have the age of the fathers. If you read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it gives you all the three. It says in the time past, God spoke to the fathers. So that age we call the age of the fathers. And by the prophets, that age is called the age of the prophets and also called the age of Moses. That is Moses' time. He says, in the latter days, and that is Christian period, it starts from when Jesus died on the cross up to now that I'm speaking. This is the latter days, and this is the period called Christianity. This is different from Judaism. This is different from the people who practice Mosaic law. It's different from the people who worship in the Sabbath. Is different from the people who gave the, the tithe. Christianity is different from this. And this is what Jesus Christ brought. You understand? But like the Jews, in Christianity, we also have our instruction manual, which we look into to worship God. And this is the teachings of the apostles. And this lesson... We're going to go through one after the other what the, 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 the apostles taught the early Christians to do when they are worshipping. We'll go through it. Brothers and sisters, now I want us to see something in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 and verse 18 to 19. Sometimes people are confused and do not know the difference between Judaism and Christianity. Because some people will say they are given tithes. And then you ask them, why are you giving tithes? Then they quote you from Malachi. And thinking that Malachi gives instruction to Christians. Malachi was not a Christian. And Malachi was a Jew and followed Judaism, the laws that was given to Moses. But we are talking about Christianity. Malachi doesn't play a role in our Christian life. Malachi was a prophet for the Jews. So he prophesied for the Jews. And all the instruction that God gave to these Jews, these prophets like uh, Moses, like uh, Daniel, David, 
uh, Nahum, Obadiah, all these prophets, they were prophets for the Jews and not for Christians. People don't know the difference. Now I'm going to teach you the difference between the Jewish worship and Christian worship. And tell me which worship do you think you are under and what is your instruction manual. Now, let's read Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 15 and listen to what God said to prophet Moses. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. From your brothers, it is him you shall listen. And the phrase is, it is him you shall listen. Here is Moses, who God gave his law to, to give to Israelites. According to Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 1 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 1. The law was given to Moses to give to Israelites. And God told Moses that tell the Israelites that a time is coming that I'm going to raise another prophet. The word is another prophet. Why is he saying another? Because Moses is a prophet. But God said, it's not Moses I'm going to raise for you. I'm going to raise another prophet from among your own people. So from among the Jews. And it is him you shall listen. Let's continue. And he said, I will raise up for, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require of him. Moses, I'm going to write, uh, I'm going to raise a man like yourself. He is a prophet. Tell the Israelites that when this man comes, it's him they shall listen. Now, and whoever will not listen to this prophet whom I'm putting my words in his mouth, I will require it of him. Brothers and sisters, those people who are still saying that they are following Moses and the laws given to Moses, probably they haven't read here. Or they have read, but they don't understand. Now, God is instructing Moses to tell the Israelites, I'm going to raise another person. And when a person comes, you shall listen to him. And who is that person? Sometimes I've been, you know, thinking about the way our brothers, the Muslims, are claiming that this prophecy is concerning uh, 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 what do you call it? They, 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 they are, what is it called? Um, they are prophets. Okay, Muhammad. They said this prophecy is concerning the coming of Muhammad. But that is a lie because Muhammad is not a Jew. But God said, I'm going to raise a person from among you, the Jews. You understand? So it's not Muhammad he's talking about. Now the person that God said he is going to come and I'm going to put my words in his mouth. So listen to him. That prophet is a Jew. He's not from Arabia. He's not from Arabia. You understand? And who is that prophet? Now let's come to the New Testament. John chapter 1 verse 45. I'm reading. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and in the prophet wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Hallelujah. Now, Philip found his brother Nathanael and said to him, Brother, we have found him. Who? Now, the person that Moses and the law and the prophet spoke about 
we have found him. Who is he? He is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Hallelujah. So it's, you know, tallies because this person that God talked about uh, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, he said he's going to come from among you, the Jews. And we know Jesus of Nazareth is a Jew. So it can't be Prophet Muhammad as the Muslims are claiming but he was talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that is what Philip is saying. Read your Bible. It is there. So if this prophecy was concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. And Moses said, when this man comes, it's him you shall listen. And I will repeat, it's him you shall listen. And now Jesus Christ has come. Why are you going back to listen to what Moses said on a mountain Sinai? The Ten Commandments is not for you. We read the scriptures and the Bible will tell you that the Ten Commandments was given to the Jews alone. Does it mean Christians we don't have law? The Ten Commandments is not a law for Christians. The Bible said it. We will read it. But what I want you to understand that this prophet that Moses, you know, told the Jews about, he was referring to our Lord Jesus Christ. So now that Jesus Christ has come, the people are no more under Moses' law. They have to come and listen to Jesus because according to Moses, God will put his words into his mouth. And when he speaks, they shall listen. Brothers and sisters, I want you to I want to remind you what Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. I keep repeating this because this is the quotation that people have not read and have not understood. That is why there's confusion in Christianity. Now, if you understand Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and then you refer back to Deuteronomy chapter 18, where we have read so far about Jesus coming, and when he comes, it should be the one we should listen. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 says that God in the time past spoke to the fathers, and the fathers are Abraham, uh, Jacob, and Isaac. They were the fathers. But he said, after speaking to the father, then by the prophets. And who are the prophets? Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Nahum, Habakkuk, uh, 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 Malachi. And all these prophets, they were prophets for the Israelites. And not the world. You understand? So know the difference. And then he said, in the last days... God speak to his son, Jesus Christ, who commands the world now. When Jesus came, he didn't come for the Jews alone, but he said, God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God gave his son to the world. He didn't give to the Jews. So now we listen to Jesus. Now, if you listen to Moses, you are going back to Judaism. But Judaism is not working anymore. There has been a transition period when Jesus told the woman that we are going to have a new form of worship. We're not going back to Jerusalem to worship. We're not going back to this mountain to worship. But we have to worship God in truth and in spirit. This is Christianity. And very sad, people call themselves Christian and say, I'm giving tithe. If you ask him, is this part of Christianity? He doesn't have a clue because he wants to extort people's money. He'll go and quote that quotation. And somebody called himself a Christian and said, I, 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 I follow the Sabbath. Are you a Jew or you are a Christian, say I'm a Christian but I follow Sabbath. It means you don't understand your scriptures. Christians do not follow Sabbath. God told the Israelites, because you 
were slaves in Egypt for so many years. I'm giving you this Sabbath so that you can use for rest. You are sitting in Ghana. You are sitting in Germany. You are sitting in UK. You said you follow Sabbath. Moreover, you have not been a slave in Egypt before. You don't understand the scriptures. It's so simple. But brothers and sisters, I, I do not fault anybody for not understanding this because it is sometimes not easy to know the Bible without the help and the guide of the Holy Spirit. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. We need to read the scriptures and we need the help of God to help us to understand Sorry, understand the scriptures. Now, therefore, after Jesus has come, remember Moses said when Jesus comes, you should listen to him. So, therefore, after Jesus has come, it will be wrong for people to still worship under the law given to Moses. Even the Jews that, you know, follow this law, it will be wrong for them today to say we are going back to the law given to us by Moses. But if you are a Gentile, when I say you are a Gentile, you are not an Israelite. Any person who is not an Israelite is called a Gentile. Whether you are from America, whether you are from Rome, whether you are from Canada, whether you are from Ghana, whether you are from uh, 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 Egypt, whether you are from Nigeria, you are a Gentile and you don't take part in the laws given to the Jews. And listen here. The law given to Moses was temporal. And guiding the people until Jesus Christ comes. And Paul, who was formerly under the law of Moses, has this to say. Now, those who want to still, you know, follow the law of Sabbath. Those who want to still give tithe. Those who want to still, you know, sacrifice. Because they go to the Old Testament court. Listen to what Paul says. Paul has been observing this Sabbath before. He has been tightened before. And he has been sacrificing before. Because Paul is a Jew. And not only a Jew. He was a Pharisee too. And those Pharisees. They were the people who interpret the law. You understand? So I can tell you. God knows. Uh, Paul knows his Judaism. Better than anybody else. But look at, listen to what Paul says. Listen to what Paul says. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, I read. It says, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law. Who are the we? It's Paul speaking here. The we means we the Israelites, we the Jews. We were kept under the law. And the law imprisoned us until the coming of the faith that would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came. The law was guiding them until Christ came. Now, how do you understand this English? I, I, English is not my mother tongue. It's not my language. But when... You 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 uh you give something or you are given something to keep it until something happens. When that thing happened, you are no more in charge of that. So what it means is if the law was guiding the Jews until Christ came and the Christ has come, okay, they are no longer under the law. And that is what he's saying. Now that the faith has come. We are no longer under the schoolmaster, under uh, 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 our captive, uh, the master. You understand? You are no longer under your master, which is the law, or 
your, your guidance. You are no longer under him because Christ has come. What it means is, Moses said, God is raising up another person. And when that person comes, it's him you shall listen. Don't listen to me because God has put his words in his mouth. Jesus has come. And Paul, who was a Jew following the law, saying that now that Jesus has come, we are no more under that law. Now, I told you that these, uh, the Ten Commandments and all these laws given uh, uh, through Moses were for the Jews alone. Read Deuteronomy chapter 1, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, and 13 and 14. You understand? And I'll read 14, 13 and 14 quickly. Chapter 1 says, And now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I'm teaching you today, and do them that you may live and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers is giving you. Verse 13 says, And he declared to you his covenants. God declared to Israel his covenant, which is or which he commanded you to perform. And that is the Ten Commandments. He declared to you Israel, his covenant, which is the Ten Commandments. He didn't say God declared to the world the Ten Commandments. He said he declared to Israel the Ten Commandments. And the Lord commanded me at that time, this is Moses speaking, and the Lord commanded me to teach you his status and his rules and that you might do them in the land that you are going to possess. Now listen to Moses again in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 to 3 and verse 15. Moses said, uh, uh, I read, And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Moses summoned which people? Israel, not Ghanaians, not Egyptians, not Americans, not Germans. He said he summoned Israel. Maybe you'll ask, probably they were the only people in the world. Is that true? No, because that time we had the Canaanites, they were all there, the Egyptians were there, and we have other nations around. But God told Moses, Simon, only Israel, and give these Ten Commandments to them. And you are sitting here saying that you belong to that law. It means you don't read your Bible. And you don't understand your scriptures. I continue. I'm reading Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 to 3. Okay? And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the status and the rules that I speak to you, I speak in your hearing today, and you shall learn them and be careful to do them. The Lord, our God, made a covenant with us in Herob. Herob is a mountain, mountain Sinai, where Moses got the Ten Commandments from. And Moses saying, is saying that the Lord our God made a covenant with us. Who are the us? The Israelites. Now, listen to this. This will shock you. And he said, not with our fathers did the Lord make this covenant, but with us. Sometimes, haven't you heard some people call themselves the uh, 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 those who observe uh, the Sabbath, saying that the Sabbath was given to, you know, Adam. So Noah, uh, um, um, you know, Jacob and the rest, they all observe Sabbath. Haven't you heard that? But Moses is saying that if you say that, you are a liar. Why? Because Moses said, these laws were not given to our fathers, but only given to us. What Moses implies, Abraham did not observe. Abraham, listen, did not observe the Sabbath. 
Jacob did not observe the Sabbath. Noah did not observe the Sabbath. And I repeat, listen, not with our fathers did the Lord made this covenant, but with us who are all here alive today. With us, Moses was standing there. God made these laws with us. The Ten Commandments law is given to us, not to Abraham, not to uh, Noah, but with us. We, the Israelites, alive today. That is what he said. So if God did not give to Jacob and the rest, how can you say he gave to Ghanaians? And you are sitting in Ghana and you say, you, you follow this law. You don't understand your Bible. Please, don't get annoyed. Because sometimes, some people have to guide you to know the truth. You understand? And verse 13, listen to verse 13 here. It said, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath. Do you know the reason why God added the Sabbath in the Ten Commandments for the Israelites? He explained this here. He said, because you were a slave, you were slaves. In the land of Egypt, and God, you know, delivered you from that land of Egypt. He is giving you the Sabbath as a day of rest and also as a day of worship to honor your God. I've not been slave in Egypt before. So how come I claim I can follow the Ten Commandments and honor God in the Sabbath? You don't understand your scriptures. Now, listen to this quotation too. Listen to this quotation. Psalm 147, verse 19 and 20. Listen here. What the psalmist said. He said, He, God, declared his word to Jacob. And who is Jacob? Now, when you hear the word Jacob, it's not a person Jacob. But Jacob is a name for the Israelites. The Jews are called the children of Jacob. Because remember, Jacob had 12 sons. They made the nation Israel. So he said, God declared his word to Jacob and his status and rules to Israel. Now he mentioned Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. All the laws, the Ten Commandments, and other laws that Moses gave to the Israelites, the Bible says no other nation had the benefits or had opportunity to also honor those laws. Those laws were not given to them. God intentionally gave to the people of Israel, called the Jews. So no other nation had that kind of privilege to, you know, uh, follow God's law. That is what scripture is saying. Psalm 147, verse 19 and 20. Read there. It is there. So from the above scriptures that we have just read, if any person or any religious group practice any of the laws of the Jews, such as tithing, tithing because he gives them money, or Sabbath, or sacrifice, anything that the Jews practice. If you are here today, 20th century or 21st century, and you are practicing them, you don't know your Bible. That is not what Bible teaches. Moses said, God is going to bring another person, listen to him, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus never practiced tithing. Now, People who do not understand it are confused because they will tell you that Jesus during the Sabbath went to the synagogue. Yes, because that was transition period and Jesus was still under the law of Moses when he came. But when he died, Christianity began after the death of 
Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. As chapter 2, that is where Christianity started. And when Christianity started, all the Christians embraced the apostles' doctrine, the apostles' teaching. They didn't embrace the law of Moses. That is the difference. That is the difference. My brother, read the Bible carefully. Because as Paul instructed Timothy, there are divisions in the Bible. So you got to divide, rightly dividing the word of truth. When he read Timothy, that is what Paul instructed him to do. Other than that, you will not know the difference between the Old and the New Testament. And you put things together, mess up in Christianity. But that is not. You have to know what is Judaism. If you are Titan, you have to know that this is under the Jews and not Christianity. If you are talking of money, the apostles have shown us the way to give money. And this is not from the apostles' own mind. It is Jesus. Remember, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 19 and 20, when Jesus said, all powers is given to me, so I send you, go and make disciples of me and teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. Jesus has commanded the apostles, go and impact or teach the people to observe everything that I have commanded you. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, when Christianity started, they were all embracing the teachings of the apostles. There's no contradiction in this at all. Sometimes people say there's contradiction in the Bible. My brother, you don't understand the Bible and that is why you see these contradictions. But if you are a student to the Bible and you read the Bible well, there's no single contradiction in the Bible. It's you who do not understand the Bible. You understand? That is why you see these contradictions. Now, let me read another thing for you. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20 to 21, listen to Paul, who was once a Jew. Not once a Jew, he was born a Jew, okay? And uh, he was a Hebrew. The Jews are called Hebrews. And he was a Pharisee, those who interpret the law. So he is a Jew. But listen to what he said. Probably say, Paul, are you not contradicting yourself? But he knows what he was talking about. The apostle knows what he was talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20 to 21, he said, To the Jews, this is Paul speaking, to the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. What does that mean? Are you not a Jew? But he said, I became as a Jew in order, in order, the word is in order to win the Jews. I heard not too long ago one uh, a brother who worshipped on the Sabbath say that, oh, Paul even observed the, the, the Sabbath because on the Sabbath day you see Paul going to uh, the Jewish temple uh, to observe the Sabbath. My brother, <laughs> it's the Bible that you don't know well. And listen to Paul saying that he went there just to win them to Christ. So if he went there to observe the Sabbath, why is he saying that he went there to win them? Just to bring them to Christ. They were under the bondage. Remember when we read Galatians, it said the law has taken them captives until Jesus Christ came. So when Jesus Christ came, they have to, you know, relieve their brothers under the captives to, you know, come and observe uh, uh, the laws under Jesus Christ rather than observing laws under Moses, which was, you know, keeping them as captives. You understand? So this is what Paul said to the Jews. I became as a Jew in order to win. And then he said to those under the law, who were those under the law? It's the same Jews. You understand? It's like. To the Muslims, I became like the Muslims in order to win them. Those who observe the Quran, 
I became like I observed the Quran. So the Muslims are they are the same people. So he said to the Jews, I became like a Jew so that I can win them. And to those under the law, as one under the law. And he said, listen to this, though not being myself under the law. He said, me, Paul, I'm not under their law. That is the Jewish law. The law that Moses handed over to the Jews. Paul said, I'm not under it. That I might win those under the law. And he continued by saying that to those outside the law. Who are the Jews outside the law? The Gentiles. Those who did not receive the law of God through Moses. The Gentile. He said, I became as one outside the law. And listen to what he said. Not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ. Hallelujah. To confirm what Moses said. When the prophet comes, listen to him. And now Paul, being a Jew, has just left Judaism. And now he said, I am under the law of Christ. And that is Christianity. So those who combine the two kind of religion, you cannot combine. Jesus said you cannot put new clothes under the old garment. If you do that, you are messing up the garment. It's going to turn into pieces. So you cannot put Judaism and Christianity together and say you are worshiping God. You don't know what you're talking about. If Jewish religion was okay, Jesus wouldn't have come to bring Christianity. So Paul now left Judaism and now he said, I am the the law of Christ, not under the law of Moses. And he's right, because Moses said, when Christ comes, you should listen to him. So he is following the instruction of Moses by listening to Christ. Now, comparing which law is better, the Hebrew writer has this to say. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. Listen to the Hebrew writer. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. Brothers and sisters, I have more to say, but because of time, I need to come to the end of my lesson tonight. But we haven't finished. I will take my time and then we'll go through the scriptures. And know which law binds Christianity today, uh, the Christians today. Because we can only worship God acceptably by going through that law, by going through that, uh, uh, what a construction manual to worship God. You cannot go to the Old Testament and use the law given to the Jews and worship God today and be accepted by God. No way, it will not happen. Because Moses himself said, when Jesus comes, you listen to him. But you, you call yourself Christian and you go back to Jerusalem where Jesus said, we are not going to worship in Jerusalem anymore, but we are going to worship God in spirit and in truth. You see how it works. You understand? There's no contradiction at all. So brothers and sisters, I think I have to pause here. But next time when... I come, we're going to talk about uh, which day that Christians have to worship. We know that the Jews worshipped on the Sabbath. Are Christians to worship on Sabbath? No, because it will not work because God said he gave the Sabbath to the Jews because they were slaves. That is why he's giving them the Sabbath. Christians were not slaves. I have not been a slave to in Egypt before. It's only the Jews. Even today, the Jews who know and understand the prophecy of Moses knows that we are under the law of Christ, as Paul said. We are no more under the law of Moses. So, we cannot worship in the Sabbath day, but Christians have our day of worship. We have our day of worship. And Bible says this is better than the old days. So brothers, 
Share this lesson as you listen. Please don't just listen because you know that there is some truth in what I'm you know, telling you now. I can't lie to you. I'm not a person who can you know, sugarcoat certain words to you so that you say preach on, that's hallelujah and all these things as, as some people do. I am a Bible teacher. I'm teaching you the word of God, the truth. Because I believe is the only truth that will help you to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Not material things. The things that people are preaching today. Please, reason with me. Let's go back to the old ways. Let's go back to when Christianity started. And see how they practice their worship. And do the same. Because without that, there's no way we can obtain our salvation. They were all embracing the doctrine and the teachings of the apostles. Is that what you are doing today in your church? Or you are following the teachings and the doctrines of Moses, given to Moses, to the Jews, not to even Ghanaians, not to Americans, not to uh, Germans, to the Jews. You are following that. Please, Jesus has come and we have to follow him so that your worship will be acceptable by God. Will be acceptable to him, right? God will accept your worship. So, I will end here. And as I said, I'll play with you, share this message to as many as you can so that a week today, when we come to continue the lesson, we have many other people too you know, coming to listen so that God will bless all of us. Your brother Paul Offin. If you want more of this lesson, please follow me on the Facebook where you uh, you have more of my lessons and also uh, YouTube. Paul Offin, you'll get me on a YouTube. Follow me there. And also any Church of Christ that you've heard about. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. Please go and visit them. You will know this truth and the truth will set you free. Thank you for listening to me in Jesus' name and God bless you. Amen.